books that I buy from at the conferences and stuff. You got that many books? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a whole slug of them over here and over there. Oh, my. Everywhere. That's amazing. I I even got a DVD autographed by Travis Walton. Oh, wow. There you go. (laughs) Are you back at your other house now or are you at the new uh, place? No, I'm at my same old house in East Carbon. Okay. Because you had moved to get closer to the hospitals or whatever, right? Well, I was going to, but uh, it's too darn expensive up there. Wow. In Salt Lake, uh, for a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment, shoot, you're looking at $1,600 a month. Unreal. <laughs> hey, it might go down after this uh, flu thing goes on. Maybe people yeah. scrambling just to stay, uh, keep their head above the water. Well, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to die like they say I am. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but there's lots lots of people. I know the one... Uh, I know one girl, the the first one to die in our city. I know who she was. So it's kind of there's lots of uh, lots of this going around. But I'm yeah. glad glad you're doing because you're looking pretty good for a guy that was supposed yeah. to be out of here months ago. Yeah, I know it's uh, going on a year, and they told me I wouldn't. I'd be wow. lucky if I lived that long. Wow. Yeah. So everything, everything is the tests are all good. The liver and the the yeah, no problem. No uh, sign of liver failure or kidney failure wow they said those would be the first two to go there you go well i think lb's helping me yeah you you've got it you've got it going they want you to finish off some work i guess yeah i think so but i still think a lot of my uh what i'm supposed to do i think a lot of it's on the other side oh yeah who knows it's it's just a a a thought yeah you you got any plans to come back when you finally leave i mean because you're yeah that's what i want I, to talk to you about tonight that's what i want to come back and visit you <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to it <laughs> yeah and, and, and if you if, if i outlive you that'd be the the key right yeah yeah so so let's let's go through this story you told me that you told this story i saw you posted it with the uh, sasquatch go into the sort of the history of you're working okay. on Sasquatch and how this, this event takes place. Yeah. Uh, okay. You've been to Marley's meetings. I know you yes, have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you know a man named Daryl Smith? I probably met him. If I had seen a picture, I would probably know him. Yeah. 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 He, uh, when I started going to Marley's meetings, he would give presentations on Bigfoot. Okay. And I got, I was so excited. I, at one meeting, I we stayed afterward and talked outside, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> we got together and started going out looking for evidence okay. together. And uh, oh shoot, I guess it was about two years after we started doing this, he contacted ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh yeah, wow, that's a bad way. And. Uh, it was pretty bad for him. I'd, I'd go up and spend the day with him. Yeah. And he got to where he was paralyzed, couldn't move. Oh, terrible. And about a week before he died, I interviewed him and have it on a disc. Oh, wow. And uh, he told me that when I go, I'm going to try everything in my power to come back and visit you. Wow. <laughs> and I told him that... Uh, I wouldn't expect any less from you. I would do the same for you. Yeah. And after he died, after the funeral, I think it was about three weeks to a month. Okay. I had this 
vivid dream and he came to me in like a white haze yeah and he told me he says ron he says i know everything about sasquatch <laughs> and he says you would be surprised what i know wow. but he says i cannot tell you he says he's not allowed to reveal wow, it to anybody right. on earth <laughs> And so he says, but all I can tell you, Ron, is be prepared. Something wonderful is going to happen to you. Wow. And then I woke up. And so I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. So about, I think it was about a month went by yeah. after that. And then something woke me up in the middle of the night and i had uh, an intuition to go into the living room yeah so i got up came into the living room here and uh this white light appeared in my living room okay and it turned into a a, a vertical beam just exactly like the ones when lb would come visit me so like a tower of light yeah. And how, about, wide, how wide, wide would it be? It was probably about eight inches in diameter. Okay. Okay. And so this figure started to manifest and it turned, it was a Bigfoot. <laughs> and he was, he had to have been about eight foot tall because his head almost touched my ceiling. I got uh -huh. eight foot ceilings. Wow. Wow. And he started talking to me and he called me my brother. And he says, your old partner, Daryl Smith, yeah. asked me to come visit you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, everything seemed so surreal. It was really weird. Yeah. And he says, I would like to take you to meet my family. We have family structures just like, you know, you humans. Okay. And he says, will you go with me? And I go, sure. So he turned kind of back into a pillar of light and turned into it. And then it kind of shrunk down into a ball of light. And then I turned into a light. And then everything turned uh, kind of like a hazy white. Yeah. And then when I came to, I was in this cave and there was like eight other Bigfoot in there. And they were, uh, one of them was tearing, a, ripping a deer apart and offered me a piece of it. And I told him, no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they, he started telling me that these, this is my family. And he says, we have family structures just like, you know, you do. And uh, then he says, it's, uh, what's weird is I could feel the, uh, it was cold in there and I was freezing my buns off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I could feel the dirt on my feet and everything. Yeah. But uh, anyways, he says it's time you need to go back. So I turned into a pillar of light again and everything turned to fuzzy white. And then I came to, I was standing in the middle of my living room. And I thought, wow, this is, uh, this is probably the special thing that Daryl was telling me about. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just 
beside myself with this. So I think it was about, well, it was on uh, May 4th, 2012. Okay. Uh, I got an email from a gentleman in uh, Helper, Utah, the next town over. Okay from where I live and uh, he had a Sasquatch sighting in Sea Canyon, which is about five miles from where I live here. Okay. And so I told him, I sent him a email back and told him that I would go investigate it, yeah. see if I can find any evidence. Okay. So I went there for five days, <laughs> never saw nothing. Saw some possible tracks, but they were degraded so bad. Yeah. I just kind of shrugged them off. And then I finally got a hold of them, and I told them, I said, I can't find any evidence. And so it was May 12th. Okay. And I was in Price, Utah, and I stopped off at my cousin's house. And I asked him if he wanted to go up and see where the Bigfoot sighting was. And he said, sure. So we hopped in my Grand Cherokee and took off up there. And uh, didn't have any cameras with me. No voice recorders, nothing. Yeah. I just planned on going up there, showing them, and then heading back to Price. Yeah. And that was a big mistake. That's when we saw him. <laughs> me and my cousin. Yeah. And he was about 90 feet off the side of the dirt road, standing in a little clearing. And I'm just cussing myself out because I didn't have a camera or nothing with me. Didn't even have a camera phone with me. Yeah. And so we went, you know, after he left the Bigfoot, yeah. we just started to walk down there. And we get about halfway there, and my cousin drops to, to his knees down on the ground. And he says there's two more standing off to the right of us, but they're back in the pinion pines. He says, I can see their feet. Wow. And I can hear this grunting going on. And then I could hear a thump, thump, a big heavy thump, like a big animal was running off. Yeah. And so... We started to go towards it in that direction, and I got this telepathic message to uh, stay back, do not approach, wow. stay back. So I told my cousin, I says, I'm getting a message, you know, you better stay here a while. It was very apprehensive, and uh, even though they, in that dream or whatever it was, they, they were nice to me. It's still apprehensive when you see one. Yeah. It's very intimidating. Yeah. And uh, so after a while, I was feeling better. So we started to walk towards it. And just we went, got into this little clearing and there was a hill. Oh, I don't know, off about maybe three, four hundred feet from where we were at. And we both saw there was three animals going over the top of this, the crest of this hill, and then they disappeared. But it was so quick, uh, I'm not sure what they, what they were. I can't really say if that was them, but 
I'm sure it was. And so I started to uh, investigate local sightings. And um, after that, I interviewed a, a lady that uh, delivered parts to the, there's a coal mine up above where this happened. And she would deliver parts up there. And uh, I was talking to her, and she was delivering parts up there one day. And she saw four of them wow. on the side of the road, two adults and what she described as two juveniles. But I have reports from uh, the coal truck, two coal truck drivers hauling coal out of there. One almost hit one. That ran out in front of them. Another one had to drive off under the shoulder of the road to go around one. Yeah. He was standing in the uh, middle of the road. And then I have three more reports. One was a BLM worker, and but I can't I can't use her name. Yeah. I'm not supposed to yeah. talk about their experiences. But. Uh, but that was it, <laughs> basically. So your, but your friend just died recently, right? Your, that, your this is yeah former sightings you had, yeah. Yeah, so my your... my second partner, yeah, he died here. I guess it was pretty close to a year ago. And that's when you had the experience where they took you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what? So give me give me your take. You've you've done the Sasquatch thing. We're supposed to do a big guy in Ontario, so I want to ask you. What's your take on it? Do you do you think they're hiding there? Do you think they're being dropped off? Is there a connection to UFOs? And most importantly for you and I, what's the spiritual connection to this whole thing? Well, the spiritual connection for me is the uh, uh, Daryl coming back yeah. from the afterlife and telling and you know not warning me but uh, telling me that something wonderful is going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of one connection I can make yeah. with it. And you know how I discussed with you, told you about LB taking me to these uh, different planes, um, dimensional planes. Yeah, you mentioned the one with your mother. I don't know about the others, but you, you said there was yeah. more than one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was quite a few of them. Why would you have the spiritual, uh, you know, being shown to different levels and stuff? Because a lot of people, I think you're one of the few people that's described that. Yeah, there's uh, the first one. Oh, how do I go about saying this? When it first started to happen, I was having these contacts, uh, ET contacts. Okay, this is about 2010, right? I mean, you start with Yeah, th this was right around 2000. It, I had a, okay, 2000, okay. an encounter when I was living and working in Hawaii. Okay. I had two encounters there. And uh, they actually took me aboard a, a craft. But um, it was uh, about that time I started to... Uh, get into the paranormal, you know, ghost hunting. And this is all related, every bit of it. Yeah. And I started, and I'm somewhat relig uh, a religious person. I'm LDS, as you know. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, I remember a passage in the Bible that says uh, that if you ask, you shall receive. Yeah. Okay. So I started asking and meditating both. Okay. I wanted to witness and see some of the uh, mysteries of God. Okay. And this went on for years. Wow. And then all of a sudden, this weird stuff started happening. Um, LB appeared, started coming to me. And describe LB again for people that might be watching for the first time. Okay, he's a being about five and a half foot tall. He's got uh, a large cranium. Yeah. He's fairly dark brown colored, real rough, rough looking skin. Yeah. Uh, he's got big black, not completely round, but nearly round eyes. A very small... Uh, not quite pointed, but a very small, petite chin, yep. mouth, nose, uh, no hair. And then he's got three ridges on the top of his head. There's a center ridge and then two smaller ones, okay. one off to each side. And uh, three fingers and a thumb, long fingers, long arms. His arms would hang almost clear down to his uh, knees. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, he started manifesting. And then I started having these weird paranormal occurrences. Uh, I'd sit down on the couch, and then I'd find myself uh, where I couldn't move. And then I'd find myself floating out of my body. Yeah. And at first, uh, I could see my astral body. And most of the time it was just walking around in the living room or outside the house. And this went on quite a few times. And then it started to uh, manifest as when I would leave my body, I would be like a, uh, like a, a white light. Okay. And I could see the glow from it. Okay. And I'd be up on the ceiling and I could see myself laying on the couch. Okay. And then I started thinking about where I'd want to travel and okay. stuff. And I'd go to, you know, back to California where I grew up. Okay. I would just go go everywhere, anywhere I wanted. Anything anything I thought of, that's where I'd go. And you'd go instantaneously, just think about it and you were there? Just yeah, just the speed of thought. Okay. And I'd be there. And uh my sister, well, after that, when it started happening, I would uh, just, there would be no light. I didn't have an astral body, but it was just, it was like pure consciousness. It wasn't, uh, there was no form or anything yeah. to me. And then I would go, and then LB started, when, when I got to that point, LB would start showing up. And then he would take me to these different levels or planes. Uh, Dolores Cannon, you know, I read her uh, books, Convoluted Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she talks about uh, different planes or levels of existence. So what would be the difference between the levels in terms of things that you would see? So compare one level to another just to... Sh okay, the first level he took me to was one of the lower levels. 
Okay. And it was just a solid gray void. Didn't have it. it didn't you couldn't see a top? You couldn't see a bottom. Yeah. There was nothing in there. It was just like a thick gray fog. Yeah. And uh, when he took me to that one, LB showed up to me, and there was others there that I could feel, but they were invisible. Okay. And he was just telling me that uh, they travel the vast distances by transversing the uh, different dimensions. Yeah. And he had this device there and he was showing it to me. And he said, this, with this device, we can transverse the, the distances of uh, the cosmos of space. And we, you know, it's easy, it's faster to get from point A to point B by going through the dimensions. Is this something he's holding? No, this is a, a fairly large machine. It was, uh, <clears throat> there was about, it looked like a disc about, oh, five feet in diameter. Wow. And it sounded like there was something spinning inside of it. Okay. And there was a beam of light coming off the top, and it looked like it just went forever. And it was sitting on like a round pedestal. But uh, like I say, you couldn't see a, there was no solid looking ground yeah. that it was sitting on. And so anyway, that was, that was one. And uh, another one, I went back to California and I was over the LA airport. <laughs> And I was watching there where US 101 goes, there's a tunnel that goes underneath the runway. Okay. And I'm sitting there watching that. And I says, I'd sure like to see this, what it looked like back in 1940. Wow. See the difference. And then pretty soon I heard LB's voice and this big thick fog came. And then when I, the fog left, there was a, the airport was still there, but it was was nothing. There, there was no tunnel. There wasn't a runway right there. And all the cars were these old 1940s and 30s and 20s cars wow. running around. And LB says, this is what it looked like in 1940. <laughs> and it's just, it was neat. <laughs> wow, wow. <clears throat> Amazing. And then you had the one with your mother. That was... That would be yeah, a I had two of them. Is yeah. there a higher plane other than the one that your mother showed you? No. Uh, LB told me that this is the highest plane okay. and that when I die, this is where I will be. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that gray, gray world didn't look too promising to me. <laughs> but the first time I saw my mom, uh, I had laid down on the couch. I was just extremely tired that day. And then all of a sudden I found myself floating out of my body and I was looking down on it, but uh, I didn't have an astral body. I was just uh, an invisible yeah. consciousness. Type consciousness. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. And so LB says, I'm going to take you to and show you the upper planes. 
So he took me to this. It was like a, a garden. It was beautiful. The colors were vivid. And my mom was there. And But she was, she didn't have a body. You couldn't see her, but I could feel her presence. Okay. okay. And we could talk to each other telepathically. Okay. And off in the distance was this same building that I told you about. Yeah. It looked like a temple, but we didn't go to it on the first time. Okay. We, I just st stayed there. So it looked like, uh, like, an, like a Mormon temple? Is it like yeah. A Have you ever seen the uh, Manti Temple? No. In Manti, Utah. Manti, Utah. No, I just saw the one in, the, a couple times we went to the one uh, in Salt Lake, the big one. Yeah, it was like the one in Manti. Okay. It looked quite a bit like it, but it was smaller. Okay. It was only about the size of a small house. Wow. Okay. But the inside of it was vast. Okay, so you mentioned that before. How much bigger was the inside than the outside? I would say probably about 10 times bigger. Wow, because you know that's described in UFOs as well, that people, yeah. that the UFO is way bigger on the inside. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that from other abductees. So anyways, uh, I told my mom, she says it was time for you to go back. You can't stay here very long. Yeah. And I never heard from LB anymore after this. It's just everything turned white, and then I woke up on the couch. Okay. And then the next time, it was basically the same thing. I, it was like I laid down on the couch, and everything I couldn't move. Yeah. It seemed like that's how it always starts. And then I found myself raising out of my body yeah. up towards the ceiling again. Yeah. And then I found myself in the same garden with my mom. Okay. And off in the distance on this little hill is this little, I call it a mini temple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we start heading towards it. And we go inside, had like a set of double doors on it. Yeah. And we went inside and it was just massive inside there yeah. compared to the outside. Yeah. And uh, we went in there and there were, there were pillars on, <clears throat> on the walls. And between the pillars was these big, looked like paintings, huge. Yeah. And each one had a scene from my mom's life wow in it. and she told me that uh, when you die everybody has a room like this okay. and then this portal opens up and i can see my dad okay in there and it was a room just exactly like that then it closed up and then another portal opens up and it was my grandmother's oh wow and so it closed back up and then we floated down, kind of glided down to the other end of the room. And there was a large table down there with crystals yeah, you sticking up. And each crystal has a uh, family member or a pet. The smaller ones had, had you know, were for animals, pets. Wow. <laughs> and each one had the entire life of that person or animal from birth to death wow. on it. Wow. And then she told me that uh, 
I won't have one until I die. <laughs> or anybody won't have yeah, one. Yeah, they, yeah, it makes sense. Wow. So anyways, then she says, I have a, a, a place of my own on the edge of a really beautiful forest. I got deer, animals, all kinds of stuff there. He says, I want to show you, but I'm not allowed to. Wow. You can't. You're not allowed to see it at this time. And she says, it's time for you to go back. And I said, I don't want to go. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back to this earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had enough of it. <laughs> and so everything turns of kind of a fuzzy white, and then I wake up on the couch. <laughs> wow. Wow. But uh, on these trips I've taken, I've been to the, uh, I went to the dark side, the back side of the moon one time. Okay. And then I went out into the ocean. I wanted to see if there was a base, alien base, off of Catalina Island. Okay. Because okay. I've heard so much about it. Yeah. And what happened? And, and uh, well, I got over, uh, it was the uh, northwest corner of the island. And it was probably about, oh, four miles off of the shore. Okay. And I started to go underwater, in, you know, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm deathly afraid of water. <laughs> I panic when I take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> if I put my face under the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but anyways, it felt totally natural. It felt like there was nothing wrong with it. Huh. And I went clear down to the bottom, and there was this uh, saucer-shaped craft sitting on the ocean floor. But I could see inside. I didn't go inside of it, but I could see through the shell of it. Okay. And there was three big, what looked like mail bags laying in there. And the <laughs> middle one started to move around and it opens up and this entity comes out. Wow. And he just stares at me. And I, and I got real scared because I knew he knew I was there. And I said, it's time to go back. And as soon as I thought that, it was just instantaneously. I woke up on the couch. Wow. Fascinating. It's just, <laughs> you, you must feel honored to be able to get this kind of, these kind of experiences. Because most people would die for one of them. Oh, I know. So well, like I say, I, uh, it was back around 19... See, that encounter I had in Hawaii was in 1998. And that's about the time I wanted to start finding out about my experiences. Yeah. And uh, there really wasn't a whole lot you could research back then, you know, like there is today. But uh, I started to uh, get this idea that, you know, maybe there's a religious or spiritual aspects to this. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I started asking to see the uh, mysteries of God. Yeah. Um, and that's when things started happening. Uh, things started to levitate for me. Oh, uh, I never heard that story. Give me an example. What's that? Uh, I never heard that before. Give me an example of something levitating. I mean, they round you oh. in, the, in the room and stuff like that? Yeah. The uh, the uh, encounter I had in 2000, 
1998 in Hawaii. Yeah. This was in Waiapahu, Hawaii. And uh, I had seen a walnut-shaped craft one night coming home from a barbecue we had. And so I stopped and I watched it and it started zipping all over the place. And then it approached me, come up to me. And so I sat there and I kept watching this thing. And that's when it kind of worried me is when it approached me. And so after a while, I got in the truck and drove home. And as soon as I got in bed, I immediately became paralyzed. And my bedroom door opened up. And these six grays came in. But these were different. These were had a light blue colored hue to them. Okay. Same sort of size, like small ones? Yeah, they were about four, three and a half, four foot tall. Okay. Okay. Typical gray, you know, the almond shaped eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so they levitated me off off my bed and they took me out through the wall in the front door. Was there fear involved in this? What's that? Was there fear involved with the grace? Yes, I was scared shitless. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's okay, no, no. <laughs> that's what people describe. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's always so strange. And I, I was trying to scream and I couldn't. It's like I couldn't make a noise. I couldn't make any noise. Yeah. And I'm trying to move, I can't. I'm trying to snap out of this. And everybody keeps saying, all you have to do is pray to God and it'll stop. Okay. And in all these encounters I've had, I have prayed, prayed, prayed. <laughs> I bet I prayed two, 300 times and it just keeps right on happening. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I would pray for it to stop and it, yeah. it wouldn't. It would just keep continuing. And so anyways, we got outside and this walnut-shaped craft that I was watching earlier that evening was above the house. It was probably up there, I'm guessing about two, three hundred feet above the garage. Okay. And this beam of light comes down and hits me. And then I become vertical and I just slowly start rising up into it. And... um, and I'm just trying to fight. I'm trying to fight, you know, trying to snap out of this. And I can see the six little grays down there watching me. Okay. And what's weird, I can see the neighbor's house. I can see my truck parked in the driveway. I can see the garbage cans. And Walmart was two blocks from where I lived. Okay. And I can see Walmart. I can see the parking lot and everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I start to enter into the bottom of this walnut-shaped craft. And then all of a sudden, it just, everything turned hazy white. And then I found myself laying on this table. It was a round room, and it looked like a uh, a counter going around. But there was nothing on it. And it's just me, and I'm laying on this table, and I'm naked. And there's six beings. They look like these grays, except for they're white. And these are taller. These, these are probably six, six and a half foot tall. Okay. Okay. But, you know, they look like the grays, but they yeah. were much bigger yeah. and a different color. And then 
I'm laying there and I'm trying to force myself out of this. I'm trying to scream. I'm trying to, I, I don't like it. <laughs> Even though you'd asked for it. What's that? Even though you'd asked for it. Even though I asked for it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Be careful what you, what you wish for because you might get it. Yeah. That's what I tell people. But anyways, uh, these beings are what? They're not doing nothing to me. They're just looking down, watching me, and I'm trying to force myself out of this. And then all of a sudden, I can hear this big, loud wham. And then I hit the floor next to my bed. And uh, I'm stark naked. Blankets, my clothes is laying in a pile at the foot of the bed. And I'm, I get up and I'm just covered with sweat and just what the hell happens, you know? Yeah. And so I get up, turn the lights on. Well, I turned all the lights on in the house <laughs> yeah. and I turned the TV on. I sat there, went in and took a shower, dried off. And after about an hour, I decided to go back to bed, you know, give us not think about it. Yeah. So as soon as I get back in bed, the same thing happens. I become paralyzed. Oh, no. Can't move. Yeah. But this time, I didn't see any grays or anything. It's just everything turned fuzzy white. And then it was like I come to and I was back in that same room on that table. Yeah. But there's nobody. I'm all by myself. There's nobody there. Yeah. And I'm sitting here. Oh, God. Please, you know, stop this. Get me out of here. Yeah. You know. And then all of a sudden I heard that wham again and uh, I woke up again, I hit the floor and then woke up after I hit the floor. Wow. Same thing, yeah. naked again, the blankets, my clothes, it's put in the bed. And uh, it was just, and then I stayed up the rest of the night. And this all started about, uh, uh, it was about 11.30 at night, yeah. and the second time when I woke up, it was almost 7 a.m. in the morning, wow. and it feels like between the two instances, it only felt like maybe five seconds wow. time lapsed between the two. Wow. Unreal. Have you ever used regression to try to recover memory? I I have. Uh, I've tried it with Marley and then with, uh, do you know Joy Johnson? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, uh oh. So anyway, she, she's one of Marley's yeah. group members. Yeah. And uh, she does hypnotherapy. Yeah. And I, I did one with her. And uh, this one was quite interesting. <laughs> Uh, we got about three quarters of the way through it. It was just a little over an hour long. Okay. And uh, we were trying to find out who Elby was, where he comes from. Okay. Because like I say, he's real vague. He doesn't tell me anything other than what I think I need to know. I've asked him many times where he's from, but he never answers me. And he never gets older, correct? What's that? He never gets older and he has no clothes, no. correct? No. He always looks the same. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. 
So you're doing the anyway, regression. Yeah. What's that? So you're doing the regression. Yeah, we're doing the regression. Yeah. And uh, it comes out. I I had a uh, was having a recurring nightmare from an encounter I had in uh, Woodruff, Utah, okay. back in uh, 1973. Okay. And uh, oh man, this is uh, there was a in this re, in this dream this uh, recurring nightmare I was having. Yeah there was an entity in there and I, I'm not sure, but I think it was LB. Okay. Um, it seems like that's who he was, but okay. it might not, it might not, have, might not have been. Okay. But, um, that one, um, when I had it, it happened at about, I was on my way back to work. I was working in the Grand Teton National Park okay. at the time. And I had left uh, Evanston, Wyoming. It was about 12 midnight. Okay. And uh, the road crosses back into Utah near Woodruff, Utah. Okay. And um, driving along, and it crested this hill. And there was a big, massive flash of white light lasted for about five, six seconds. Wow. And then it went out and I found myself parked on the side of the road in the bar ditch in the engine off. Okay. And so I'm sitting there wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get out of the truck and I'm, you know, kind of wondering, you know, what the hell just happened, you know? And what was weird is I had to be to work at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. at the, in the park. And I left Evingston at midnight. Okay. And where this happened, I was only 175 miles from where I had to go okay. to my dorm. And it had to have been maybe no later than 1230 in the morning okay. where this happened. And so I got in the truck, took off, and it started to get daylight. And when I got to where, you know, my destination, yeah. where I worked, I was 45 minutes late. It was almost 9 o'clock. Wow. So I'm figuring there was probably about three or four hours of missing time there. Wow, wow. Because, you know, when I drive, I drive 60, 65 mile an hour. And it should have only taken me no longer than four hours to get there. Yeah. And that's where you were trying to recover in that in that regression. Is that what you were trying to? Yeah, recover? we were trying to recover that, but uh, but all I could get out of it during that regression was I was the truck was parked where it was in the bar ditch, and there's a uh, a field, an alfalfa field, right next to where I was parked. Okay. And I'm standing in the middle of this alfalfa field and I'm looking at this big bright light that's engulfed my truck and the road. Yeah, yeah. And I can see the top of this uh, craft sticking out. It's a round craft. Yeah. And it's got these big uh, rectangular windows going all the way around it. Okay. 
This thing is huge. This thing's got to be about 250 feet in diameter. Wow. It's big. Yeah. And uh, it's then I started, after this is when I started having this recurring nightmare. And it would had this same craft in it. But at the time, I didn't really know that much about UFOs, ETs. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I was being harassed by demons, to be, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. And so there was, in this uh, regression, uh, it talked about this brown uh, craft. And then I started having this nightmare of me going inside this craft. And there's people laying all over. Yeah. And it's a uh, Taurus. You walk in, you can walk all the way around, come back where you, okay. yeah. you entered at. And about halfway around, there's a door going to the in to the inside. Okay. And there's a stairway going down, and I go into it. And there's a real skinny hallway. I just barely fit in it. Wow. And the doors are only about six foot high. Yeah, yeah. And so I walk all the way down there, walk all the way to the end, and there's this room. And I walk inside this room. And it's, a, it's probably about 20 foot by 20 foot. And there's an armless pedestalless chair sitting there. And if you sit in a chair, there's what looks like a chalkboard you'd be looking at. And I get real scared and I leave and I go running out of there. Anyway, I had this dream over and over and over for years. And then finally, the last time I had it, I stopped and went into this other room. And that's where I, this uh, entity that I, I don't know if it was LB or not. It might've been, yeah, yeah. but uh, he looked, he looked younger, <laughs> but I, like I say, I don't know if it was LB or not. And so, um, That's it on that. But uh, during this regression, it also come out, this is what's weird. It came out that, uh, you gotta hear the tape. It came out that Elby was my son. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I, 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 I have to think about it, but it rings a bell with me, yeah. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I, I was, oh, that, the emotions was running through me and I just, I, I, I couldn't stand it. And then she had to bring me out of it right after that. Wow. But right during that part, before she brought me out, this uh, entity, I could see it in my mind appearing to me. And it had a, a triangular shaped head. Okay. And this thing was pure evil. It wanted to kill me. Yeah. It, uh, I call it, I called it triangle head. And <laughs> it just, <laughs> yeah. and I was just screaming and trying to get it away. And, and where was it on the ship? Were you, when you were on the ship? Or where no, was no. This is, I'm sitting in uh, 
Joy Johnson's uh, oh, chair. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. And but she has a, a recliner I was sitting in. Yeah, yeah. Boy, and I was all over it. I was, <laughs> wow. I, I wanted out of there. And uh, I got I got a copy of it. She gave me a copy of it, but she plays the, the background music so loud, oh, yeah. it's hard to hear some of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to see if I can get rid of some of that background music and send it to you. Be interested in it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, sometimes they're pretty dramatic, the, the regression tapes, especially if you've yeah. got to listen to yourself in there. And then we tried to, uh, we tried to, at Marley's house once. Yeah. And uh, all we could get there was back when I was about a year old, these little grays were oh. messing with me. They had uh, kids in these little cubicles, and I was one of them. Okay. And they took me out of the thing, and then they slammed me. They were real rough. They slammed me face first down, and they were doing something to my backside. Wow. And, uh, and during this regression, I was telling, I, I told people that I can't, I can't describe this talking as a one-year-old. I have to yeah. tell it yeah. as an adult. And uh, when they, uh, yep. Uh oh, what happened? I'm here. I lost the picture. <laughs> oh, oh. It just went away. Okay, as long as you can hear me. Yeah, I can see you and I can hear you. Oh, okay. Now you're about I don't to. Get what happened? There. You look like you're about to get abducted there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <clears throat> so you lost your screen. That's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, I don't know what they were doing to me, but uh, I, I, I started telling about this. And then uh, the Salt Lake City Weekly did an article on me and two other people. Oh, wow. And they talked about this. We talked about it in the interview. And people were just ridiculing me yeah. left and right because he says, how can a, a one-year-old talk like you're talking now? Yeah. And I said, you got to read the article. You know, it, it, I can't describe it as a, talking as a yeah. one-year-old, you know. But anyway, who, who were the other two people in the article? Were they related? Oh, uh, it was oh God. What's his name? Oh heavens! I can't. Um, ah, I can't think of it. But he lives in uh, um, Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. He used to live in Utah, but he moved to Portland. And then the other girl woman was from uh, Ogden. I have no idea who she was. I'd have to get the article out. And... But they weren't, they weren't associated with your case though, were they? No, no, okay, no. Okay. They were, they were two separate okay. cases. And uh, they just, uh, they didn't talk about everything. They just only picked out a couple of items and talked about it. Do you, do you remember back before you were born or do you remember any sort of soul contractor agreeing to come in? I, I don't, but uh, I can remember, I got, I got a memory of laying in a crib and looking through the, uh, the bars, the bars, yeah. 
like a prisoner in jail. (laughs) And I remember my mom giving me baths in the kitchen sink. And I can remember riding in a car seat, but I can't remember anything beyond that. I can't remember uh, the pre-existence or anything. Um. Did, and one other question: Did you ever? Did they ever show you? A lot of people report the screen or the window. Did they ever show you the state of the world where you see sort of things happening to the world or how we're messing it up or and stuff like that? You ever see that? No, but I uh, I started when I was asking for all the um, mysteries of God to see them. Okay. I, I was having these, I keep a dream journal and I've got these all documented and dated, Yeah. but it, you know, there's so many dates, it's hard to remember them all. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I had these, uh, dreams of, uh, cities being destroyed. Okay. I've had, uh, two dreams of Salt Lake city being flooded all the way from Nephi clear to Ogden. So how does uh, the flood happen? Do you, do you have any details? Like I, I'm assuming it was an earthquake. Okay. And this was all underground water that come up. Okay. Okay. I've, I've had a, a, and these are fairly vivid dreams. I had one of uh, Kansas City being destroyed by an earthquake. Okay. Uh, I've had three of Seattle being destroyed by earthquakes. Wow. And two of Los Angeles being destroyed. Um, Dreams like that. Wow. And it's usually um, earthquakes for you? Is that like, because some people will report fire or they will report a wave? They, uh, yeah, they were all earthquakes uh, other than, you know, Salt Lake being flooded, flooded yeah. by water, but it was caused by an earthquake. Wow. You, you, you've got an incredible, you having an incredible life. How's the book coming? Uh, well, now that I got a lot of time, I can get back on it again. <laughs> I, I got, I, I want to get this road so bad written. Yeah. It's, I, I can't, it, it's just, it's hard. I've got so many things to talk about. It, it's hard to put them all in perspective with one another. Yeah. Well, how are you breaking it apart? Are you like, are you doing a chapter on Hawaii and a chapter I, on dream? I don't know. Uh, I, break my experiences up into four sections. Okay. The first section is what I call the beginning. Okay. That's when I was, you know, Look at, yeah. my young years. Yeah. And then my second section, I call it a purpose. And that's when uh, I had the entity and they were forcing me to, they were taking sperm samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it was a hybridization program. Yeah, yeah. And then... LB comes into the picture, and I call it uh, my consciousness. I got this from you. <laughs> my consciousness experiences. Okay, okay. And I, even though I still have contact with LB, it's always in a dream now yeah. instead of a, an abduction like it used to be. Yeah. But I've seen, uh, but I've been having after this this was started right around 2012 2013 i started having these uh 
visitations by different types of beings. They weren't doing anything. They were just, you know, like observing me. And I, and I call it my obser uh, ob observing years. <laughs> but uh, wow. all in all, I've had, uh, not counting the one I seen when I was in the third grade, I've had eight different type of entities that I've saw or, you know, had encounters with. So what, what was the third grade? What did that one look like? Was oh, that, uh, this this is an odd story. This is really an odd one. Uh, when I was in the third grade, we lived about, oh, a little over a quarter of a mile from the school I went to. Yeah. And about halfway there, there's a big eucalyptus tree and ivy forest. Yeah. It, it's... It's not very big. It's probably about an acre in size. And the road goes right through the middle of it. And there's a water tank on the upper end of it. This place just totally creeps me out. <laughs> and even now, when I go back to California and visit, I always go up there and I just, I don't like it. I just want out of that place. But anyways, I was having, there was something in my left ear and all day long I've been digging at it and digging at it and I couldn't get it out. And finally, when recess came, me and my best friend, we went outside and uh, I had him look inside my ear. He said he couldn't see anything and I kept digging and I finally got it and what come out what looked like a, a little like coil spring that was about a millimeter long and real and maybe a couple centimeters in diameter it's real small and i went and showed it to my teacher and she slapped my hand knocked that said stop doing that or you're gonna go deaf and so it, it scared me so i walked away and this uh i don't know where he came from this man appeared he was wearing a black suit. He was tall and skinny. And he came up to me and he called me by my name. He says, Ron, he says, quit messing with your ear or you're going to pull your eardrum out. And then he left. And it was weird. But uh, while all this was going on, when I would, after school, when I would walk home, I'd have to walk through this eucalyptus tree forest and it just scared the hell out of me and usually my best friend was with me his name was Billy yeah. and uh, he was telling me about this uh, man that he would see in there all the time and he called him light the light bulb man he had a head shaped like a light bulb okay and uh, so I started seeing him and none of my other friends, nobody else knew anything about it or saw him, just me and my best friend. And when I would walk home from school, even when I was by myself, I started seeing this man okay. or whatever it was standing in this eucalyptus tree forest. And I just get scared and I just take off running. Well, yeah. one day I went through there. And I took off running, and I got about half a block away from there, and he caught me. Oh. 
And you ever watch the old Betty Boop cartoons? I saw, yeah, not too familiar with it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, there's a character on there. His name is Henry. Okay. And he looked quite a bit. He had a great big large head, a real small chin, small mouth, nose. And uh, I, I called him light bulb head. And he just scared the living hell out of me. But he caught me this one time. And I, I started crying. And he says, come with me. And he says, stop crying. I'm not going to hurt you. And he took me to this. Back, th this was right around 1960 yeah. in uh, Southern California. Okay, okay. And at that time, there was a lot of open ground still, yeah. open areas yeah. that were undeveloped yeah. and he took me to this darn field and it had the, the, the weeds in it that were pretty high and we went out into the weeds he took me out there and there was a cement slab and he told me to fold my arms and put my face down into my arms and lay on this slab and he said stop crying he says I'm not gonna hurt you and it just, I was just panicky almost. <coughs> Excuse me. And so after a while, I don't know how long I laid there, but it was starting to get late in the evening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I <coughs> moved my head up and he was gone. I was by myself. So I got up and I ran as fast as I could home. <coughs> wow. And, uh, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know who he was, but I never saw him anymore after that. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, my best friend, Billy, he had encounters with him, <clears throat> similar. <clears throat> but, Billy, Billy's uh, an abductee or is he part of your story? I think he is, but I, I've been trying to get a hold of him, but he moved and I don't know how to, how to contact him. I want to talk to him about that. Yeah, no kidding, because he may have a whole pile of stories too. That I bet he does. On. But uh, yeah, that's just one. Wow. Well, those are actually two two stories from when I, mean, I was Have you younger. got your Have you got your screen back yet? I don't. Oh, you don't. Uh, okay. How in the I hell gonna do show, I? I was going to show those two photos of Skinwalker, but we can do that on the fourteenth. Oh, okay. Two fo photos of Skinwalker. The the yeah. right here, Skinwalker there. Uh, this, this is weird. Okay. I live on the, uh, one side of the mountain from the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just on the other side of the mountain from where I live. And when you go up on top of the mountain, it's the book cliffs is a very narrow range. Yeah. And, uh, I'm working with a, uh, dentist here and he has a ranch up on top of the mountain and from a straight line it's only 38 miles from his ranch to the skinwalker ranch yeah in a straight line and uh, boy he's got some weird stuff i got the as soon as i on the 14th i'll show you the pictures i've got off his security camera i've got i've got them here i've, I've got them on the screen here oh that, okay on. let me let me make sure we've got the screen here because the first one, you can sort of describe it. You can't see it, but I've got it popped up here. 
hang on, it's coming up. Okay, this is the one where oh, the, the guy's walking. There's sort of a trail there, and it looks like the guy's in about three different dimensions. Oh, okay. Uh, has he got his foot sticking out? Yeah, his foot is sticking like he's walking. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a a, a shadow person. Wow. And that's that's it's a good. Well, was it a was it a motion or was it just a one shot? Was there a film? no no? It's it's a video. This this was taken off of a video. He's got a video of it. And is the video also, still around? Yeah, I I got to get it from him. Wow. I, he's got some videos that'll knock your socks off. Yeah, even the photo is pretty cool. Yeah, but he's got uh he's got one video that uh he rents. See, he's got cabins up there, and he rents them out to uh, deer and elk hunters. And he had this one elk hunter up there. He was by himself, and he come out of his uh, come out of the little cabin, and the video shows a, a small child walking behind him. Wow! And this guy didn't know he was there. I guess he didn't see him. And uh, so the uh, owner of the property was showing this video to different ranchers in the area okay there's a lot of ranches up there yeah, yeah. and i guess he was showing it to, to one in nine mile canyon to uh, some people and they uh i guess it upset them that they said that was it, their son that died oh no and uh but uh but he's having all kinds of weird things uh uh the, the other photo we have here is of the guy standing in front of that little, there's two little uh, sort of barns or little sheds. Yeah, those are little cabins that he rents. Yeah, and there's a black guy standing in front of the one door there. That was off of yeah, the camera as well. Yeah, that's the same person that's walking with his foot out. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, looks like he's wearing a hat. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. So what do, what do you guys think, or what do the ranchers think? I mean, because everybody's heard the Skinwalker stories. What do you think is going on there? I think it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's with the Skinwalker Ranch being so close by, uh, there's usually, uh, according to the what I'm, when I've talked to Indians about the Skinwalker, the ones that would actually talk to me about it, yeah. They tell me that there's a path that the skinwalker will use to go back and forth from. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, when I told them about and showed them these pictures, they were telling me that this ranch at this that I've been investigating is right in the path of the skinwalker. Oh, okay. And that's what all this stuff is manifesting. That's just what I was told. And then they told me there's another place that's like just exactly like the Skinwalker Ranch down here. It's down there by Fredonia, Arizona. Okay. Down by St. George. Oh, yeah. That said the same kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's oh. happening at the Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. Now, I don't know that much about the Skinwalker Ranch. I've been there many times. Yeah. I haven't been on the ranch, but I when you could drive on the access road before yeah. they made it private, yeah. I used to go down there and uh, sit there at night and take pictures and 
watch the weird red lights going through the trees and stuff like that. So it's like orb lights you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, these are like different colored orbs and stuff. And uh, a good friend of mine, Ryan Burns, do you know him? No, no, I don't. Okay, he got a book, Beyond Skinwalker. Okay. They wrote, this is the guy, if you want to know about Skinwalker Ranch, this the guy you want to talk to. Yeah. Other than uh, all that uh, news, news guy from Nevada. George, George Knapp? George Knapp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's a pretty popular subject, and you're pretty close. I don't think most people know that you're right yeah. in the area. And you, you I'm had, only about, I'm within probably 45 miles of it. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay, we'll leave it for that tonight. You, 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 I was actually going to get you for 20 minutes, and we got you for <laughs> an hour. Oh, okay. And you're doing, you're doing uh, Dave Evans' show on Thursday, I hear. Yeah, yeah, that's on Thursday. Yeah. I'm 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 glad you're you're finally getting your story out, and it it may help you in the writing part where you're you're going. I, over I, I think it will. I'm I'm debating on whether to do part one, part two, or do it all in one book. I don't want to come up with a book that's going to be 500 pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long. I yeah, want to keep it right around maybe 225, yeah, 250 yeah. at the most. Yeah, yeah. That's what you should do. That's because a lot of people don't want to read long books. In fact, a lot of people don't like. That's where a lot of the interviews that you do with me or other people, most people are going to see those because I've got right. you know, your, your interview will get, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people watch it where oh, really? when you, when you've got a book, you're only going to sell whatever, you know, not many books yeah. because people don't read books anywhere. They, they watch YouTube. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I noticed that. And <laughs> I'll tell you, ever since that last interview I did with you, done with you, I have my, Oh my God. I, I bet I get, a hundred friend requests every day <laughs> i can't i can't keep up with it it's just overwhelming me has anybody got some stories that that um that sort of knock your socks off in terms because that's what a lot of people want to do is they want somebody yeah. to hear their story well i haven't heard anything from anybody yet but uh i'm gonna if i do i'll let you know <laughs> beautiful well you you've been a good friend and you're uh it's all, I'm always appreciate the fact you'd take time to talk to me and because uh, for a long time you and I knew each other we'd go with Marley and oh yeah to, to the conferences but we never talked about UFOs I didn't know you had this oh yeah bizarre story I remember the the first time I met you was at Marley you were talking at the library and then yeah. we all went to Marley's yeah and then you me and Marley went to a restaurant after Marley's meeting yeah and uh, Marley said, this is when I was going to do the uh, regression. Oh, yeah. You, you told me and Marley that you would love to be there. Yeah, in that yeah. Place. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to hear the tape if you get the tape. Cause that's, uh, I, I will, but you got to listen real close to it yeah. because these darn people, if they would cut that background music out yeah. or at least turn it down. They, they play it too loud. Yeah, it doesn't but, make any sense. Why do you need music in a, in a regression? Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> wow. But, well, thanks, Ron. And we'll okay. uh, we'll see you on the 14th. Good luck with Dave's show. And uh, we'll do it again. And uh, you may get more swamps because they're going to promote it pretty heavy because a, a lot of groups are now doing um, online because that's what's happening yeah. in Winnipeg. They're doing online online. 
and the big Phoenix group, they're going to let them know they're going to, we're going to alert my, I've got a list of 400 people for the rabbit holes that I have on oh, the Saturday. So there, there, there'll be a lot of people online that'll be watching and yeah. uh, your story is finally getting out because you've got one of the better stories around. I think that I have got volumes of stuff. I, I haven't even told you yeah. a quarter of, wow. of the stuff. Well, well, we'll try to get some new stories because we've got this one and we'll try yeah. to go, uh, but we'll have to go through the basics in, in right. 14 yeah. so that people know, you know, the background of the story and then try to get to some stuff that you haven't talked yeah. about. At least we got that tonight. I'm glad I got the Sasquatch story down. Yeah. Because you were telling that one and, and some of the dreams you had, you know, with your, all your ancestors showing up or your, you know. This. Oh my gosh. I've been having some weird dreams here in the last month. Wow. I've had two dreams of family reunions, all with my deceased relatives. Yeah. And you know Marley's uh, son died. Kent. No, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he was he he was in my latest dream. Oh no, I didn't know that. I'm very sorry to hear that. And then uh, my dad's been my dad has been showing up in my house in the last three days. Uh, once, and he was sitting in my easy chair, and then he showed up three other times, standing in front of my bedroom door. Wow. So. I don't know. <laughs> they say that before you go, you're going to start seeing relatives. No, you're, so, getting, you're getting them in spades, but you look pretty good. I mean, you. Well, yeah, I feel fine. I don't no. feel. I told the doctor, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he just <laughs> smirked. Well, at you me. you he proved says, you wrong already. You're he, way past he, the date. Yeah, he shook his head and he says, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope LB uh, keeps you going there because. Have you ever had, well, you did have the healing. We'll talk about that on the fourth. Yeah, but, yeah. But See, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ron, thanks a lot. I appreciate it again. Okay. Have a good night and uh, keep me updated as to what's going on. I will. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Good night.